welcome to another trip down the bourbon road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. We would like to thank our friends at Premium Bar Products for sponsoring this episode. If you're ready to step up your game at your home bar, check out premiumbarproducts.com to choose from their wide selection of glassware, all of which can be custom engraved with your personal message or logo. And there's no minimum order. So after the episode, head over to premiumbarproducts.com and check out everything they have to offer. Now, let's get on with the show. Hey, this is Big Chief, and you're listening to The Bourbon Road. And yes, once again, true to our word, we are back on The Bourbon Road. I have traveled to Virginia, to Newport News, Virginia, down by the Newport News shipbuilding uh, facility, uh, one of the largest shipbuilding uh, facilities in the world, shipyards. And I'm at Ironclad Distillery, famous for the Monitor and Merrimack battle that happened right near here. I'm with... Stephen King and Kara King and Owen couldn't be here with me today. Uh, he had to fly to Oregon, but uh, welcome to the Bourbon Road and thanks for having us in. Thanks, thanks for, coming. for coming. Welcome to Newport News. One of the most stunning uh, distilleries I've been in. Uh, whenever I think of Ironclad, I'm, I'm telling you, people, this this is it right here. Uh, it is over 100 years old. Uh, they are truly baking some. Uh, um, whiskey here in this building it, it is just amazing and i've actually been down here there's a nice little restaurant right down the street from here called the train station serves some amazing fish a lot of shipyard workers go there do you guys go there well they actually kind of they're only open on friday nights now so we are obviously here working so we haven't been there actually yet which Not is embarrassing yet. to say well it's it's good food well back in the day it was yeah. i don't know what it is today but well let's get straight to the whiskey as our listeners know we like to say what do you got for us first so we're starting off with our small batch uh bourbon this is our four grain bourbon and our flagship uh we've never changed the mash bill on this to the day when we when owen came up with the mash bill it's, the, it's been the same throughout um so it's again that's four grain bourbon it's 70 percent corn 10 percent wheat 10 percent rye and 10 percent malted barley let's know this thing and what's the age on this? So this is, we age this 16 to 19 months in 15 gallon barrels. Uh, we're trying to get more age on it, but this is, yeah. So that we started with 15 gallon barrels just because, as you all know, we, I mean, from day one, we've made our own bourbon and that was the easier way to get it on the shelf quicker. Um, but we, our building has, is perfect for aging because as you mentioned, it's over a hundred years old. The temperature doesn't uh, fluctuates greatly because it's an old building. Um, so the winters here are really cold or really mild and the summers are super hot. So, uh, these barrels really get their, get, get stuff going inside of them. And the doors don't seal very well. Yeah. <laughs> so it does get cold in here. Oh, very. Yeah. Well, it was also a drag goods warehouse. So it was meant to be cold in here. Now I'm getting a little bit of crisp apple on this, uh, a little bit of cherry, just a tad bit of that oak, yeah. Little vanilla, uh, little tobacco, and a little leather. I know that's the standard. Yeah, that's some standard bourbon notes, which is a good thing. Some right? people have said grapefruit. Um, I don't get no. I don't I, maybe that's that crisp apple I'm getting. It's got a great nose to it, uh, for sure. Yeah. 
I was trying to see if I get anything else from it. Now, this has a dark, darker amber color for 19 months, but you're aging it in smaller barrels right smaller, now. Yeah. So the smaller the barrel, I'm sure everybody knows, the larger the liquid to surface ratio. So the barrel, the, the bourbon inside has a better chance to get in and out of those oak staves and really pull that color and the flavor that the barrel imparts. Well, let's, let's taste this thing. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. cheers. I get that uh, kind of caramel corn, caramel corn or that uh, kettle corn you would have at a fair off of yeah. this. Just that beautiful note. I love it. Um, really viscous on this, oily. Coats the mouth. It's got some spice to it. Yeah, it's, well, that's the right. Yeah, it is working down. Pop. It's uh, I wouldn't call it so much pop. Usually I would say pop rocks, you know, the candy. <laughs> um I get a little bit of black pepper spice on yeah. this one. Well, what's interesting about uh, where our building sits is we are on the James River, as you know. So uh, we are on brackish salt air or salt water. So that air from the, the river constantly blows. As he mentioned, the doors don't seal perfectly to this building. So that brackish air is getting into all our aging rooms and uh, imparting flavor. So there is a bit of a salty salinity that's like... Uh, it's that terroir that it's true to this place, this place. Now, as soon as you said that, I started getting that salty <laughs> caramel taste to it, uh, which is good. Yeah. Um, this has got that nice, not overpowering sweetness, but just that little bit of sweetness, almost, bit, yeah. almost like a burnt salted caramel to me. Um, I like it. That toasted yeah. from the barrel moving in and out. Very beautiful expression for a bourbon. Now, what's this bottle run for? So it's a, I mean, it's distributed in 750s. We have it here in 375s. Um, for a 750, it's 68.29. And uh, here at the distillery and in Virginia, it's uh, 39.69. 30, 38.69, sorry. That's a good price for a, I think, for a craft distillery. When I compare it to what some of the giants out there, Old Forester, and let's say Woodford Reserve, both owned by the same company, Bob Brown Foreman. They both have a uh, their double, yeah. double, double. And Old Forsters came out with their 117 series. It's $50 for a 750. So um, if you're looking at price-wise listeners, that's, that's pretty good. You're cheaper than they are with your with your uh, smaller bottle. And our bottles come with a uh, little secret too, a little added bonus. So we try and tell the ironclad story throughout everything we do. Um, so on our bottle, if you peel the label back, it's actually got the blueprint of the first ironclad ship, the USS monitored behind it on our small batch bourbon. No, it doesn't. Yes. <laughs> so you can, you get a little history with your whiskey, as I like to say. Well, when Owen sent me some bottles, uh, I kept thinking, man, that's their glue on their bottles is not sticking. Well. And it kept, <laughs> I'm kept trying to keep for photos. I'm trying to push it back. <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with this thing? I never peeled it back. I guess I'd have to yeah, peel it back and check it out. To show you that. So let's get into Ironclad Distillery. It's it's pretty obvious the reason why your name Ironclad because of the Monitor Merrimack battle here. The Monitor being uh, the winner of that battle with a turret, right? No, they, they didn't win. They do. There was a draw. Yeah. A draw. I mean, they we won a civil war. So hey, I should say <laughs> a draw. Um, but the turret itself is pretty famous. It, it yeah. is the modern. It was 
the first modern warship. Yeah. They called it a little cheese box because it looked like a yeah, the, the turret little stick stuck, stuck out of the water and it looked like a funny little ship. But yeah, yeah so that was the first time two ironclad ships engaged. Um, and we would have had a front row seat had we uh, this building existed back in 1862. Um, but they yeah, they dueled for a couple hours and neither could, you know, penetrate each other's armor. So uh, they just went their separate ways and the Navy never built a ship out of wood again. Well, hey. <laughs> Lucky for us that, you know, good, some good stuff does, did come out of the Civil War and stuff and yeah. uh, innovations and stuff. But your distillery itself, what year did you guys found the distillery? 2014. 2014. Been making some bourbon ever since then. Yep. And how long did it take you guys to get your first bourbon out the door? <sighs> I think it was 2016. We put... Well, we- released our first small batch yeah we we made uh, as soon as we got our license we uh, we made a little bit of bourbon like four or five kegs worth barrels worth and then we just stopped and waited for nine months for it to um, mature to the at least to the point where we'd have an idea what the flavor was like and after nine months we we liked it and we gave it to a bunch of friends and and uh, pretty much everybody we gave it to thought it was uh, worth continuing on. So then we cranked up the uh, production to uh, <laughs> to where we were making uh, five gallons a week of uh, distillate, uh, which takes a long time to fill a 15-gallon barrel. And we did that for almost three years. And uh, after about a year and a half, we had enough to be able to go to the Virginia ABC and uh, get on the shelves in the ABC stores. They gave us 40 stores to uh, put our product in. And within less than two years, we were in every store in the state. But we started with six 26-gallon stills. Wow. I mean, yeah. So we every day. We were running them and you'd end up with, if you were lucky, 10 gallons a week. And you've worked up your way up from that. Now, what size of steel do you guys run today? So now we have a thousand gallon mash ton and four 500 gallon fermenters and a 500 gallon uh, combination still with a uh, scotch bonnet on the still and a four plate column as a secondary <laughs> distillation. And it's, uh, but it's an 18 inch column. And so it's extremely efficient. We go through, we can make a lot of bourbon in a hurry. And you have the space here to store it too in this building. It's three stories, right? 30,000 square feet. Yep. Yeah. And you're not even close to touching its capacity. Not even close. I, you took me up there and oh, it smells so good. In here. <laughs> it, I love that smell. And we talked about, I've been in distilleries that you go in there and you don't have that smell. It's super clean. Um, and you're like, mm, what's going on in here? But I walk in here. Actually, when I drove up, I got out of my truck and I was like, oh, it smells so delicious here. <laughs> um, I love that smell, right? Um, it's it's just beautiful to me. <clears throat> so you start the distillery. How was that starting a distillery in Virginia with their control limits here? Um, well, it took us six months just to get our federal license. Uh, but in Virginia, it's a, it's something of a rubber stamp that if, once you have your your federal license, you can get the state license. So there really wasn't uh, any issues regarding 
getting started in Virginia. So I, I and frankly, I mean, it, it, people that would start a distillery in a um, non-controlled state, I think are at a disadvantage to being in a controlled state because in our case, the Virginia ABC was um, more than willing and anxious to take on Virginia-based companies to put their product in their shelves. Uh, if you didn't have that advantage of having a control state, uh, you'd have to find distributors right off the bat. And if you're a little guy, it's I think it's going to be really difficult to find anybody who's going to take you on. And there's no giants here to compete with, right, in well, Southern right. Virginia. A. Smith Bowman. Yeah, they're really not a giant, though, are they? I mean, <laughs> part of a giant. Yeah, part, part of, of a giant. They are yeah. part of a giant and stuff. But I would uh, beg to differ that you're making just as much whiskey as they are. Well, um, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of distilleries that have been here for a long lot. I mean, longer than you'd think. I mean, they've been here maybe 10 plus years that have been, you know, forging the path for the rest of us that yeah. they really changed some stuff um, in their favor to, you know, relax some ABC laws because everything is left over from prohibition. If you ask the ABC, why does this law exist? They say, I don't know. And you just always has. And you're really, <laughs> truly, uh, and I, we're lucky to have you on today. You're truly speaking from experience because what's yes. one of your other jobs? I'm also the vice president of the Virginia Distillers Association. So yeah, I I've, I've get, it's, it's really fun because I get to talk to a lot of distilleries and get their background and and really see behind the scenes of how all this works and it's very interesting so we actually visited tim smith yesterday um and uh we asked him kind of some of the same questions how was it getting started in kentucky and he was i mean he was doing it legally for a long time <laughs> <laughs> but now he's he's went legal and stuff but um let's go ahead and get to the second pour because i've done yeah. i've done drink that one it was that good <laughs> so the second pour we have is one of our cask finished uh series this is a really popular one uh and distributed pretty widely uh now on the east coast this is our um Sweeter Creations Maple Syrup Cask Finished Bourbon. Um, so this is, we take our fully aged bourbon and, uh, well, first we take our used barrels and we send them to a uh, maple syrup or a sugar maker in upstate New York, in Waddington, New York. He's basically on the border of Canada. Um, and he has 60,000 plus maple syrup taps up there. Uh, so he takes, he comes all the way down here, picks up our used barrels, takes them all the way back and then fills them up with his maple syrup, which is, he's got, um, premium stuff. It's really, really, really good. Uh, and then he ages it. He does it. He's starting to do it. Um, Solera style. He's moving it from barrel to barrel. So it gets just more and more flavor. Um, and then he, Brings them all the way back after he's done. Uh, and then we fill, take our fully aged bourbon and put it back inside the barrel. Uh, so this is not a maple whiskey. This is not going to be cloyingly sweet. It just picks up whatever the barrel absorbed of the maple syrup. It's just subtly sweet and it's got those nice maple syrup notes. It's almost like those buttery baked goods notes. Um, it's very popular. And if you're on the, if you like the sweeter bourbons, this is, it's really, really good. It's also really good as a, we call it a, a breakfast old fashioned. Uh, I'm just making old fashioned with this and uh, it's really good. It's never too soon to drink a cocktail in the morning. I know that for sure. <laughs> Put well, a little listen. bacon on there. So your proteins in yeah. <laughs> included. I get a little bit of that maple in there. Not a whole lot. Like you said, it's yeah. just subtle. Just your standard bourbon notes. Uh, 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 your other one, I still get that crisp apple for some reason. I haven't had any apple lately, but beautiful note. Well, I say cheers. Let me let me sip on this thing. Sorry. 
there's that maple right there. Yeah. It's the tongue with some sweetness. Yeah. Even more viscous. Now, what's the proof on this one? 95. 95 proof. Perfect proof for this. That spice hits the tongue. Now, there's some pop rocks in this one. Right here. <laughs> so maybe that extra time in the barrel um, is adding that little bit of just oak to it, the spice. Maybe that maple a little bit, I think. Yeah. Very crisp. I like that. Yeah. Well, this guy is crazy. So uh, he, he'll drive from Waddington, New York, down here, drop off barrels, get back in the car, and drive right back up. That's a long drive. He's insane. <laughs> 22 hours altogether. Yeah. 22 hours yeah. straight in a, probably a box truck. So this is a well-traveled uh, whiskey. Well, I, I would assume <laughs> it is. Now, do you guys get some of that that maple syrup? He d- yes, and it's, it's liquid gold. I mean, it is just, I'm not a big maple syrup fan because I, I don't like sweet, but uh, that I it is, he's won multiple awards at every maple syrup convention, festival, whatever they are. Um, Have you ever for, poured that into a-, a into, Oh, yeah. Into like a Manhattan or yeah, old fashioned. Fashion, yeah. Now, both of you, I'm assuming, were whiskey drinkers before the distillery. So we believe in our family that uh, everybody has a bourbon gene in their DNA. Uh, it either turns on or it doesn't, and ours definitely lit up. Uh, my grandmother was a big bourbon fan. Um, Ashamed to admit, it was Old Crow was her go-to. <laughs> so if you're looking for Old Crow in the liquor store, look on the bottom shelf and then lift it up. It's underneath there. That's like how cheap, <laughs> how cheap it is. But um, yeah, she she we named her still after her, Ruth. Um, she is the originator of the bourbon gene, and we all are all carriers. Well, she probably got to drink Old Crow um, back in the '60s, though, when it was yeah, really it, really good. Yep. That was some good bourbon. <laughs> Really good bourbon. Even today, when people find it, they oh, it's still it. good. It's yeah, it's good. But- great bourbon and stuff. And I still use it for cooking today. The stuff off that bottom shelf where you got to pick it up, and find other bourbon. Um, some great bourbon. Do you remember your first sip of bourbon? Even though your dad's here, I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was present for it. Well, I, I, because you know they they ingrain in you that you're not supposed to like brown liquors when you're a girl. But uh, I was at a wedding in Kentucky in Louisville. And uh, we went to Woodford Reserve and I started it at a little sip of Woodford. I'm surprised you remember that day. <laughs> so it started a little sip and then it went, it was an open bar for the wedding. For the wedding. And that, how old were you then? I was probably 24, 25. So a little bit later, yeah. later in life, yeah. drinking some whiskey and stuff. And I don't know who told you that, that brown brown water is not for women but because it definitely is uh i know a whole bunch of women that love some whiskey um we want everybody to drink whiskey right um and cocktails whatever you drink it in i i'd like to drink it in the morning in a i call it a man mimosa <laughs> uh, pour a shot of bourbon in my mimosa yeah it's it's pretty damn I know, good yeah now steven what about you you remember your first sip of bourbon or sip of whiskey back in the day uh, leftover glasses that my mom left on the table. Uh, <laughs> that was my first introduction. Old Crow, how old were you? Teens. Teens. <laughs> Sneaking a little sniff, yeah. huh? Then you just kind of grew to love it? No, actually, I then eventually gravitated towards scotches. I think more so from thinking that it was a little more sophisticated than bourbons. And after a while, uh, I would try some bourbons, and I think, boy, these are so smooth. And compared to scotch, why am I drinking scotch? This is really tasty. So I converted over from scotch back to bourbon and never looked back. 
I must say this, this, uh, this maple expression right here, it is just lingering on my palate. Very, very long finish on this. Um, this to me is the perfect dessert whiskey to sit down in the evening after dinner, like some true gentlemen and sit back and, or ladies and sit back and yeah. relax by a fire with my dog Woodrow <laughs> and just enjoy life. There, there'd probably be nothing better right there. That's that's living, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I can see you drinking scotch because uh, I peeked in the distillery and there's two Jaguars sitting in this building, <laughs> uh, vintage Jaguar. So, I could see a Jaguar driver uh, drinking some scotch whiskey, <laughs> but I also can see how anybody um, converts themselves from scotch to bourbon because bourbon is, is just so much better um, to I me agree. than scotch because uh, scotch is just used bourbon, really. Yeah. Uh, when it comes down to it, right? It's also cheaper to bring, drink bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it is. It, it's They're definitely getting good. pricey, those scotches. They are. It, it takes a lot longer to age their whiskey yeah. over there and stuff. Well, so I've tried two of your expressions. Uh, we've learned a little bit about the distillery, about the building, about your family, that your grandmother, she she loved some uh, some Old Crow whiskey. There's nothing wrong with that. Have you ever went back and tried Old Crow, either one of you, today? Yeah. <laughs> it's not something I really wanted to uh, revisit. Yeah, it's not a, It's definitely not what it was. Uh, and we always talk about how to revive that brand. But, you know, there's brands like you that are uh, coming out and showing us that that classic style of bourbon making can be done right um, in small amounts and being put out there. And on our second half, we will uh, try two more expressions. We'll dig into the we'll dig into the Virginia Distillers Association and what what that's all about in the future. Stephen, you gotta you gotta leave us uh, yeah. for a prior engagement, but we appreciate you being on the Bourbon Road and sharing your whiskey with us, sharing your knowledge with us. Um, we love that that you guys have converted this building in and your passion for um, bourbon America's spirit here in Virginia. And we, uh, we praise you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, listeners stick with us. We'll be right back. Well, you know, you can't drink whiskey without glassware and Mike and I are extremely pleased to have a sponsor like premium bar products. Premium Bar Products offers direct-to-consumer the finest whiskey glasses, cocktail glasses, and bar tools with your own personal engraving. I mean, you can write anything you want on these glasses. Anything from a company logo to a personal statement. And there are no minimum orders. Their direct-consumer platform offers you the opportunity to purchase small quantities of your favorite glass shapes that enhance the pleasure of enjoyment and drinking a whiskey and make it all very positive. They offer the absolute finest trending and handmade glasses as well as a comprehensive range of styles and all of their items have been designed with purpose, practicality, and longevity in mind. So if you're a bourbon or whiskey group and you need custom logos, you need to reach out to Premium Bar Products. If you're an individual, you just want a few for your bar, to impress your friends, to give out as gifts, you need to call Premium Bar Products. They need to be your one and only source for custom glassware. I can tell you right now, 
the Bourbon Road, that's who we use. Janie and Carson and the team there at Premium Bar Products will take care of you. They'll treat you like family, and they'll take care of you with every order. All right, listeners, we are back in World of Care King from Ironclad Distillery. We're here in the distillery. Um, and Kara, she went and poured me another pour <laughs> that we're going to try at the very end. I'm really excited about it. I was walking around looking at all the stuff on the shelves, and I saw this, and I was like, man, I wonder how that tastes. Um, but Kara, so your dad had to take off, but um, what's the third expression you got for us? So this one is our, um, this is our double cask finish. This is our, we call it Missouri toasted oak cask uh, bourbon. And so this one, what we do is we, Obviously, we age our, our bourbon in our regular 15-gallon barrels, uh, and then we move it into lightly toasted barrels, and it's crazy how it changes the flavor. It actually weirdly makes it sweeter, um, and it's got these nice, like, uh, toasted marshmallow, like, creme brulee notes. Um, it's really good and super popular. Well, this is actually the bourbon that we reviewed. Yeah. Um, and this has your standard mash bill, like you said. Yes. Um, it's aged in 15 gallon charred barrels, right? Mm-hmm. And it was aged 13, 15, 14 to 16 months and then five month, more months, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we got uh, caramel, chocolate, and fig on this. Uh, and then I had over toasted marshmallow. It was very prominent on this. And then uh, on the palate, we had a wave of sweetness with over toasted rye toast chocolates marshmallow and figs come out with buttercream and just a light spice on the back end and then we said it had a medium finish with a slight kentucky hug um let's see if this uh well, still this holds is a up. different batch so let's this see is if a it different holds up batch. Yeah, yeah. oh man yes I'm but still yeah that. so yeah but i really just get the marshmallow on the nose i don't know yeah. <laughs> i still get that little bit of a the kind of fig newton on this well, let's taste this. Yeah, cheers. cheers. Getting a couple of chocolate notes on that. Yeah. That fig is still, that fig newton yeah. is still coming out. That creaminess, it's coating the mouth. Oh, that toasted marshmallow, though. Who doesn't like a toasted uh, bourbon? Yeah. I mean, that is, know, is just wonderful. Yeah. Um, and that's why we kind of fell in love with you guys. And, um, we were lucky enough that you guys shipped us a bottle of that. That I didn't know that the sticker on the back of it actually. Well, this one doesn't. It's only on our small batch and our straight batch. bourbon. Yeah. That it, well, hey. It does something. Yeah. I I just think this is an amazing little, uh, yeah. little bourbon right This is here. a good sipper. Yeah. Now, who came up with the idea of the toasted? Uh, it's, I mean, Owen, my brother, He he's the one that is the uh, the... The brains behind all the bourbons. He's he's one of those fanatics. He's on every bourbon group and listens to your podcast religiously. And yeah, he's he's uh, when he gets uh, into something, he gets really nerdy about it. So he's a bourbon nerd. And I don't know if you saw in our distillery, we have a what we call a library, um, and it's all the empty bottles of stuff we've tried. And uh, it doesn't even. I mean, there's still more in our liquor cabinets at home. But our livers have taken a punishment. <laughs> but you got to know what bourbon you like to, in order to make it. So uh, yeah. So besides your bourbon that you that you like, which one's your favorite expression out of all yours? I'm st- I, this our flagship. The small batch is my favorite. Um, I just I like how the rye you know comes through in that, uh, and it stands up in a cocktail really nicely. And yeah, it's just that's that's my jam. 
And what's your favorite cocktail? I'm a Sazerac lover, actually. And I know that that's supposed to be rye to to be true to the original or actually to be, I guess, brandy or cognac for the original original. But uh, I, I'm i a Sazerac through and through is my all-time favorite cocktail. And this stands up really nicely in it. I mean, because that rye does come through and really makes it really, really delicious. Well, that's... This is really good right here. Yeah. Now, if you were going to drink another bourbon, that might be sacrilegious. But what <laughs> before you started the distillery, what what would you drink? I actually uh, was a old granddad Baldwin Bond fan. There's nothing wrong with that, and, right yeah, there. Yeah, that is a great bourbon uh, to introduce anybody to whiskey. Yeah. That that cinnamon spice to it and stuff. So drunk, bit of sweetness. yeah, really good. And then I found out about ancient ancient age, not ancient age, <laughs> ancient ancient age, uh, and I got really into that for a while. But yeah, now it's. Ironclad all the way. And what about your brother? Oh, he he doesn't. I mean, I think Four Roses is the single barrels is really his favorite, but uh, he's all over the place on that. All over the place. Yeah. I mean, if he can, we, you know, ABC here in Virginia does lotteries um, and we've, we've won a, f- a few gems, uh, but yeah, he's, he gets his hands on rare bottles and nicely shares sometimes. <laughs> I like that, that you, you're not afraid to say other distilleries names out there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm assuming that being vice president of Virginia, Virginia Distillers Association, that you get to try some other whiskeys too. Well, so right now in Virginia, we have um, over 75 DSPs, but with, we make uh, everything. I mean, there's people that make liqueurs, people make absinthe here. Um, peop- I mean, there's really some great wit- rye whiskeys. There's some great bourbons. Um, we really just span the gamut. Uh, so it's really, in- it's kind of fun to, you know, when we all get together to share what everybody's making and you get some great gins, uh, really great rums. Um, so yeah, we've, we've got it all here. Now, how often do you guys meet? Well, with the pandemic, not <laughs> not very often. But we used to have a members meeting once a year, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, we, you know, we do some tastings and stuff, and everybody goes around to everybody's booth and uh, just talks about what's new, what's next. Uh, it's it's a great community. And do you lobby the state of Virginia for to change some rules? We and stuff? do, yeah, and we've changed a whole lot. Um, but yeah, it's it's just. Again, as I mentioned, it's the laws are sometimes just antiquated from prohibition. They're just they've been just left over. So it doesn't make any sense why they exist. But, um, yeah, it's been we've we've moved a lot forward. It's been, you know, strength in numbers has changed a lot. Now, let's get back to Ironclad. Yeah, <clears throat> let's get back. While I'm here. <laughs> How many states are you guys currently in right now? Yeah, so we're, we are distributed now in about six states and growing. And growing. Yeah. And what about online sales? Um, so we, they just, for the pandemic changed a lot. We are allowed to ship within Virginia, but only within Virginia. Now, do you think, are you guys trying to push that to where you can ship outside of Virginia? I think every distillery in the nation is trying to push to be able to ship all, you know, across the nation. But uh, it's federal laws. You know, you just have to be patient and keep pushing. Well, if you're you're a lawmaker out there, you're working for the state of Virginia, um, you're listening to this. I implore you to let them ship outside <laughs> the state of Virginia and show them what Virginia's making. Um, other people want to drink it too. Yeah. Besides coming here, I mean, if you come here and, and you can sell uh, liquor inside your distillery, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we you basically essentially become an ABC store. Um, yeah, but we have all our expressions here for sale, and then if you're in Virginia, we can ship to you anywhere here. 
Now, our fourth expression here, is this something new right here? This is. This is releasing this Saturday, actually. Uh, This has been four years in the making. Um, It's our bottled and bond. uh, And I actually probably distilled some of this uh, back in the day on our 26-gallon stills. Um, So this is uh, obviously 100 proof, uh, aged four years. We've got more aging. We'll take it to five if we can. Um, So this is, uh, again, the same mash bill as our small batch. It's the four-grain just uh, this one's aged in 53 gallon barrels too this has got a little bit sweeter note on it to yeah. me uh, some floral notes there coming out i'd, I'd love that um i haven't actually really gotten to sit with this one for a little bit so this is we're doing this to you <laughs> <laughs> this has got some rose uh nose to it that kettle corn sweetness is still coming out. I yeah. would expect that in a four year. Now these are smaller barrels right here. This is fifty three gallon barrels. This 53 is fifty three gallon yeah. barrels. Yeah, it's been and sitting what, there for four years. I've, I walked by it every day, thinking, you know, a couple more years, couple more years, and here we are. I can't believe you ever four s- years. Smack it and say, "Come on now." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to you know sometimes dip in there and see how it's going, but yeah. And you, you, you've did that a couple of times oh, yeah, yeah. and did you keep thinking, man, this is ready now? No, I mean, I, well, yeah. I mean, every time you think, but then you think, no, oh, maybe just a little longer, maybe just a little longer, maybe just a little longer. So that's a beautiful nose. Well, let me, I'm going to sip on this. Cheers. Wow. That's really good. Oh yeah. You really get the caramel. That caramel sweetness, yeah. that pop. That, oh, this has got some pop rocks yeah. to it. And maybe that rye sitting there, that oak spice is coming out a little bit more. A bigger barrel. This has got a little bit uh, lighter uh, color to it. Yeah. Um, you would expect that with a larger barrel. Um, a little bit more time. It's going to take some time and stuff. I could tell the difference in the two, though. That's a definitely big difference. Yeah. And I'm sure that's a nervous thing for you guys was going from that small barrel to the big barrel. Yeah. I mean, this is we started putting filling that barrel. I mean, almost within the first couple of months that we started distilling. So, yeah, it was it was a uh, Hail Mary. <laughs> now, that salted caramel, though, is still there, yeah. um, which is nice. I Even though it's brackish water up here. Um, I still think you get that salt in the air a lot. Yeah, you do. You know, we're just below the James River Bridge here. Well, it's just, we sit right where the river meets the bay, the Chesapeake Bay. So it really, it is the salt. I mean, really getting into that salty. You still get that brackish, that, yeah. that tidal, tidal yeah. surge, right? I used to tell people that it's, it was like drink, drinking the James River and everybody said, you need to really stop saying that. <laughs> it's not good. Nobody wants to <laughs> Nobody say. Nobody wants to drink. Some, yeah. Nobody wants to drink out James River. <laughs> Probably because there's some a nuclear ships yeah. uh, right upriver here. Yeah. And then there's a place called the Ghost Fleet yeah, uh, yeah. a couple miles yeah, upriver yeah, yeah. that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. That there's all these World War II and um, nuclear power, ship, power ships that are just setting up there at anchor. I'm not saying it's leaking into the James River, but-, but no. <laughs> well, this this is a great sipping whiskey right here. I applaud you uh, for uh, going with a bottle and bond. I know that's tough uh, for a small distillery to sit there and just got that liquid asset just sitting there waiting on it, waiting on it, waiting on it, waiting on it. And you guys didn't make a vodka. You didn't make a gin. You stuck true to your to your promise to each other, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, from day one, we all agreed that uh, we were only going to make bourbon. We were going to do one thing well and just really focus um, on just just bourbon and really try and make the best that we can possibly do and not be distracted by, um, you know, other clears and or rums or things of that nature. So, yeah, it's been uh, great until uh, your brother comes along and says, oh, by the way, I'm making a rye. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you're gonna make a rye whiskey. So he's made he made it. Uh, he distilled it. It's aging. Uh, but we are we're gonna have a, a rye, straight rye, rye whiskey coming out in obviously two years, uh, and we're calling it betrayal because he betrayed me. <laughs> did did he did he make it and then tell you, or did you know he was gonna make it? Uh, he kind of snuck it in. Uh, it, yeah, they they like to uh, tell you you know ask for uh, forgiveness rather than permission. But um, now did your dad and him do that or just yeah, your brother? Yeah, that's is what their modus operandi is. Um, tell Kara later. But I mean, I spent the last seven years marketing that we may only make bourbon. We'll only ever make bourbon. And here we are making a rye. But um, I think there's a good story in that too. So, and I actually prefer rye whiskey. So, I mean, I'm starting to get into them because they're, I just like, I like that higher proof and that, um, you know, that, that nice pop that rye has. Yeah, it's got that pop rock, right? Yeah, yeah. To it. It's, it is a nice uh, balance with rye, rye whiskeys, uh, different than a rye bourbon. Um, yeah. I, I like them too. I'm not a rye guy though. I'm, I'll stick with, and you guys are actually going to come out with a weeded, a high weeded bourbon. Yeah. Right? We've got a high wheat aging. We, we released a small batch of it that was just kind of like our experimental batch and uh, went over really well. Um, so that mash bill is 70% corn, 20% wheat and 10% barley. Um, and that's probably going to be the end of the year when that comes out. And that'll be kind of our, you know, everyday Go to bourbon that's going to be on the on the cheaper side. I mean, what, less expensive. What do you think that'll run? Just taking a stab at it. I think we're going to probably do like high thirties, low forties for seven fifty. And the bourbon road is going to be the first uh, social media to review that, yes, right? Yes, <laughs> of <laughs> I'm course. Gonna, I'm going to hold you of to course, it. Of course, yeah. I'm going to hold Owen to that too. <laughs> His sister promised, and you can't betray the promise to, to Big Chief. Oh, he'll betray it. He's he's really good at it. <laughs> Well, that uh, you guys have just laid out some great whiskey here. Uh, what an amazing story you guys have uh, taken in your local history here and making a distillery out of it, ironclad. I, I really love it. For a final expression here, you pulled out something special. I though. did. So this is our coffee, uh, Vesselcraft coffee cask finish uh, bourbon. And this one is the same process as our maple syrup cask finish. We just give our used barrels to a local uh, coffee roastery and she puts her fully roasted beans in the barrel and leaves them in there for two weeks. That's it. Maybe three max. Um, empties them out, which is not so easy because you know how big a bunghole is and you're trying to get all those beans out of there. Um, but she gives us the barrel back and then we put our fully aged bourbon back inside and it is insane how much coffee flavor that because all the oils from those beans is getting in those oak staves. Uh, and yeah, this one, so we, we decided to bottle it at cask strength just because we didn't want to lose any of that coffee flavor flavor um so it's this is the perfect like after dinner grab a cigar add the fire pit bring your dog uh you can really sit with that one for a while so i'm nosing this and you definitely get the coffee on the nose just just a tad bit yeah that coffee's just coming out and maybe is that the oils in the coffee? It's you because think? because she puts her fully roasted beans instead of the green beans. Uh, she would actually get more flavor probably if she put the green beans in. But um, yeah, it's the oils from those. The I mean, from the beans. Just I mean, it's just three weeks that that barrel just takes on all that flavor. It's Only really three crazy. Weeks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, let's taste this. I say cheers. Yeah, cheers. Wow. That's it, got a nuttiness to it. It's it's definitely coffee. I'm surprised how much coffee is in that. Yeah. Um, shockingly good. A little bit of smokiness to that. More smoky. And maybe that's that coffee that's added to the yeah. smokiness. 
But it also, I could see pouring just a little bit of cream in this. Yeah. Instead of drinking coffee. <laughs> just drinking this. <laughs> or put it in your coffee in the morning and uh, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. tell anybody. Uh, this is just excellent. Um, and I could see instead of having a brandy or something after dinner, having this right here. Yeah. It is very good. Like you said, sitting by the fire pit, just kicking your feet up, petting yeah. the dog and saying, I'm, I love life. <laughs> um, what a great way to enjoy life. So, Kara, where can our listeners find you guys on social media? So, we are on Facebook. at It's at Ironclad Distillery. Instagram at Ironclad Distillery. And Twitter at Ironclad Bourbon. And what about, what can somebody expect if they come in here for a tour? Um, so, our, our tasting room is, uh, I mean, we've designed it so that it feels like an old, you know, that beckons back to the old hotel lobbies. And you should, I mean, women should feel comfortable in here as much as men do. Uh, we work with a mixologist that is a... a awesome, really talented, award-winning mixologist. And he comes up with these awesome cocktails that our bourbon really stands up in. So you can do a cocktail or you can get a tasting flight, taste any of our bourbons. We've got them all here. Um, and then kick back. And we, what we like to say is nothing pairs better with bourbon than a good story. So uh, either sit at the bar, we'll tell you a few, or you can just bring your friends and your family and kick back, relax, and and tell a great story or two. Just hang out. Yeah, this place is filled with big couches leather chairs tables um you name it they've got a gigantic um freight elevator freight elevator <laughs> just in this field with some whiskey barrels um it is uh it's very quaint in here um and i know she got a big garage door that probably opens up in the summertime yeah um very beautiful distillery right downtown don't be scared to drive down here pay them a visit yeah um come shop here buy some whiskey here and it probably helps you guys out yeah uh, yeah. Like we like to always say, rising tides raise all <laughs> ships and you get to see shipbuilding. Uh, there's some giant, uh, they're called fast sea lift ships or roll, roll, roll on, roll off ships uh, down here. Yeah. Um, the Enterprise can, is actually being decommissioned right down the street. So you can see an old aircraft carrier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how much better does it get? And you get to see some history in the ironclads. They got a lot of that in here. They have a whole wall dedicated to that from the Maritime Museum here in Newport News, Virginia. Come down here, check it out. Um, buy some whiskey from here. I guarantee you, you would not be disappointed. Um, come check them out. Well, Kara, thank you so much for having us in to um, your distillery. Hopefully I can take home some bottles um, of some of your special stuff some of your cast strength stuff with me to enjoy by the fire with my dog Woodrow. Um, we really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Mike. We appreciate you guys coming all the way down here. So if you're listening to this right now, what you want to do is scroll on up there, hit that subscribe button, right? Um, that'll tell you the bourbon road has an episode coming out today um, for you to listen to. Uh, scroll on down, hit that five star review. That way you can, uh, we can get into places like ironclad distillery and do interviews and stuff. Uh, write us a nice review. If you want to leave a one star, go ahead and leave a one star, but tell us what we need to do better. Um, that way we can be honest and, uh, um, we'll try to correct it, but we want that five star. So you can find us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube. Hopefully nothing else comes out. Cause I don't think we can do it. Um, no Snapchat or anything like that. On Facebook, we have a private Facebook group called the Bourbon Roadies. 1,700 people strong and growing every day. Three questions to get in there. Are you 21? 
do you like bourbon and do you agree to play nice? Cause we don't tolerate any rudeness. Um, we want everybody to rise up or raise up. Um, if you want to post some Jim beam in there, uh, we want to be able to post that and talk about that. If they're excited about that, Hey, this is their first bourbon. That's what they can afford. Um, let them post it. No, no hate in there. No, we just don't talk about, uh, social issues in there or, uh, religion or politics. None of that stuff in the bourbon road. So come on in there and join us. It's like old friends. We have distillers in there. We have, uh, bourbon culture, musicians, writers, uh, you name it. Everybody's in there just having a great time, uh, sharing birthdays and celebrations, uh, life's events. Uh, so check it out. We do two shows a week. We do a review on, Mondays, usually of craft distilleries like Ironclad, will take and kind of pick apart their whiskey, let you know where you can find it, how much it'll cost you, um, and our tasting notes on it. That way you can go out there and purchase some of it. On Wednesdays, we do our long show like today's show. We go into the distillery, we'll have a guest on. We shoot the bull with them. You know how we like to do it with us bourbon bullshitters. We are not experts. Um, we go out there and see the experts like Kara here. Um, we'll go out there and see them do that. On our website, thebourbonroad.com, you can find our articles and our reviews on there. You can also find our gear on there, our Bourbon Bullshitter t-shirt, our glasses, the Bourbon Road Glencairns from Distillery Products. Check those out. You can buy them. Um, if you want to reach us on there, there's a way you can comment to us. Um, you can only re- also reach us on Instagram. Jim is jsannon 63 I'm one big chief, and we'll see you on down the bourbon road.